Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today, I am so excited to be talking with Mandy Moore, who is an owner inside of our Owners HQ program for the last three years. And in our conversation, we really dive into what it means to be a leader of conviction, what it means to be a leader who really understands how to lead with their values, make hard decisions, really look at what are the priorities, what are the values that are important to you so that you can work less hours, make more money, invest in infrastructure and org chart on your team, go on more vacations with your family and your loved ones, be more intentional about the time that you spend with your partner and your kids. There is so much gold in this conversation. I absolutely enjoy this. So please enjoy my conversation with Mandy Moore. I'll have you get started with just your name, where you are from and your center. All right. So I am Mandy Moore. I am from the Texas area. Our center is in Pasadena, Texas. We are licensed for 171 children and we have one location. So a little over three years ago, you and I connected with each other. I believe you had been, you know, following our brand on Facebook and then we had kind of had some conversations in the DMs. What was going on in your center before you had joined Schools of Excellence? Yeah, I think right before I joined Schools of Excellence, I had just purchased the center. I purchased, we rebranded, we renamed, um, you know, went through a huge just mindset shift in the, in the school. At that point then, you know, a few months later, COVID hit and I kind of felt at a loss. Like I needed to figure out what to do as an owner because being just a director, there were, you know, you can, you can fail sometimes. That's okay. You have somebody to pick you up, but noticing as an owner, when you failed, you didn't have anybody to look up to or anybody to come with problems or even just to bounce ideas off of. And at that point, that's when I knew that I needed to find something and schools of excellence. Like you said, I kept seeing it on Facebook. I kept joining in on just 
live videos or content or reading. And I was like, you know what? This resonates with where I want to go and how I want to do these things. I kind of knew what to do. I was just scattered in how to actually put a plan in place. And that's what I feel like Schools of Excellence has helped with. So let's go all the way back. You know, when we when you first started where, you know, what your time was looking at, what your calendar was, what your priorities were from a value standpoint. You know, you have young kids um, at home. And so, you know, everyone has a different season of life when they join and and kind of their seasons evolve as they as they're in the program. But let's let's go all the way back to the beginning. What was happening in your world during that season that you were like, this has to change. There's something different. I know that there's more. Yeah, like at that time, I felt like I lived at our school. Like it was one of those things we live about an hour away from our school. So I was driving in every morning, getting my kids to their elementary school, um, living the whole day here after elementary school. They would come here for a few hours before I would drive back home. So I literally felt like my life lived at this school. There wasn't a lot of true connections, not that I didn't connect with my children, because as moms, of course, we do, but there wasn't that intentional connections with them. It was great. How's your day? Here's some dinner. Maybe we can play today. Who knows? And then go to bed. So that's one thing I remember from like the beginning, just constantly feeling like I had to be here. And if I wasn't here, the building was going to burn. A few months into the program, I remember you had taken your daughter on a date. You guys went to go get manicures and lunch together, I believe. And I remember you sharing this story and I was like, wow, like she's really taking this to heart. So actually, before I go into like your the practical application, which I know is what a lot of people want to hear, I'm actually curious what from our company and our brand values or my, you know, our values in, in the organization where you're like, that's what I need. Like, that's what I want. Because I feel like m- now more than ever, people are not just looking for how can I get results? How can I drive a profit? How can I get an ROI? People want to connect with brands that they feel aligned with from a values perspective, where they feel this like intrinsic like connection with them. So I'd love if you can speak to that. Yeah. So for me... <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a very good question. But for me, it was, it really was driven home to me by like your Facebook post, how you as a mentor and a leader showed vulnerability, even when it came to your family, like, you know, it was great things about your children and how you showed, but then it was also more of like, but this is how I showed up, how you talk about, these are the conversations I had. These are what I did. And then I was like, you know what? I want to be able to be a leader of a business and a great mom. Like those were the two things. So I was like, you really can have both, you know, in my head, I think it was just one or the other always had to Mm -hmm. take control. But once I really figured out, that's not true. Like to me, I'm sorry, to me, it's not a work life balance. It's more of an integration than anything. And I think that just took me so I don't want to say it took me so long to realize that, but before I joined the program, it was just a constant battle. Yeah. So I'd love if you can speak to, and again, only share what you feel comfortable with, but I know that you and your husband, you guys have a different kind of relationship. Your husband travels a lot. There's, so I'd love for you to speak to, because again, so many times people are like, but my situation is different, but I live here, but this is here. And they're always almost looking for proof and reason of why, you know, something won't work for them. So I'd love if you can share 
just a little bit of your dynamic and how you really do own a lot of the responsibilities in the business at home and, and how that's changed and evolved over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. So my husband and I have been together, um, married for 15 years. We have three kids, you know, they're in sports, they're in band, extracurricular activities. But the unique part of that is he works offshore for 20 days at a time. So he doesn't get to come home at night. He doesn't help with bedtime routines, nor does he help with all the sporting events and getting kids places. But along with that, too, I still have a business to run and a business to grow, which is not something he is involved in. You know, of course, as my husband, I can talk to him. But ultimately, you know, unless if it's a honey-do list to fix a toilet <laughs> in the 10 days you're home, that yeah. doesn't happen. You know, we, um, you know, it, it's definitely a unique situation to some, but we're not the only ones to go through it. Um and then, you know, sometimes I, I i don't know, sometimes I look at it and say, but, you know, those 10 days that he is home, we do, like, I've started allotting time for date days and times that I'm just home. Maybe my CEO days are on those days, um, just depending on what bucket I need to fill that month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I want to speak to here is the permission that you have given yourself to be the leader of your company. So when your husband comes home for those 10 days, you have created the permission and the freedom for yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to work from home this from this day and everything will still be running properly in the center. I'm going to take this time. And so there's a lot of infrastructure that you've built over the last three years to be able to create that. It's not just, you know, putting a flag in the sand and saying, okay, I'm going to do this. There actually has to be stuff that back it up. So I'd love if you can dive into what are some of these systems or different tools that you've leveraged back from all the way to the beginning to to now a little bit that have allowed you to build this infrastructure and systems inside of your school? Yeah, so I think systems is exactly why I was able to do this. Um, During, I don't remember at what point during this journey, but during this journey, I actually had my director leave. So I promoted, you know, I had my office person leave, my director left. I've, what I did realize during these things though, were in order for your company to grow, people do have to leave. People have to up-level their, their mindset. And honestly, systems though is what, is what kind of kept everything running. Like I knew that it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. The thing I know everybody says, oh, theme blocks and time plannings and oh my goodness, it's so hard. But it's one of the hardest, best things you can do is really hone in on your calendar. You're, you're human. You're going to forget. You're going to miss a day. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're going to do those things. But if you can really dial in on what you want to be focusing on and what systems you want to create, the school runs more smoothly. So for me, that was something I modeled for my director for my assistant director. And it's something that I require here. So, you know, not only just having your time planned out, but then going into one-on-ones. I think that has made a big difference, having a true personal connection with with the staff, you know, just side observations, just the practical things, teacher observations and things like that, which everybody, I feel like, oh, we all know we should be doing this, but it was what is the follow-up to that? And that's where the systems really came in place for us is it's not a, 
yes or no, you did it, you didn't do it, do better next time. It's how do I grow? How do I set a performance improvement plan for you? Where do you want to grow at? So for us, I really think that's that's what helped during all of that transition. We're just having the, even just down to the basics of systems and SOPs set in place. You're a unique example of someone who really leveraged um, the coaching elements of the program, like really coming to the coaching calls and really leveraging the ability to come and ask me questions and 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 like role play through different situations. And there's been multiple times through the journey where we either, you know, have navigated something very tactical or sometimes mindset or coaching or role playing through something. So I'd love if you can share like how have you really leveraged those coaching calls and use them to bring back to your team, to bring back to the center, just even for your own personal leadership to up-level who Mandy is as a leader, as a CEO, and, and just the next evolution of who you are consistently? Yeah, I would say coaching calls are one of my favorite things. Mm, and awesome. <laughs> it, it's not only my favorite just because I get the one-on-one help, but it's nice to hear what other people are going through. And yeah. So how I actually took those calls, I might not be in this problem today, tomorrow, or next week, but six months from now, I might have the same problem as somebody else. So I would go back and say, oh, this is this is how we should handle this. This is what yeah. we should do. This is what yeah. we should say. This is how we get through um, this challenge. But as far as taking things back to my team, we would even talk about those things. So I just didn't bring back to my team the question or issue or discussion for me personally, because to me, I was like, okay, now I know how to coach them and things like that. But I even brought back other people's experiences and what they had been through. Hey, so-and-so is going through a lot of turnover. This is how, if we're in this situation, this is what we need to do. So I think that's something Something I would recommend to everybody coming in, I know a lot of people are scared of coaching calls because I think they feel, I don't know, maybe they feel singled out, but there's Mm -hmm. really a a deeper layer to those calls. It's honestly, it's not about you at all. It's kind of how I look look at it. It's really about just listening, taking in, retaining the information and modeling what, how you're being coached to your team. So that's what I took a lot out of it is how you coach me is now how I coach them. When it's dig a little deeper, ask some more questions, let's change your mindset. And those were the things that I took away the most from it. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's the part like, I wanted to double tap on in I think that a lot of times people can come to coaching calls, get their question answered and leave, but they're missing a lot of the hidden gems around um watching how I'm coaching someone through something and listening for the decoding and the quality of questions that are coming through and taking notes on that and learning how to bring that into your one-on-ones, into your staff meetings. And and you did, I feel like you do a phenomenal job at taking that and then bringing that into into your center. So I, I love that you brought that up. When you look at the overall culture or, you know, culture and emotional and mental well-being of your leadership team, of your staff, um, how do you feel that has evolved over your journey here? Oh, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting way. I think when we started this journey, we were in such a place where nobody knew what tomorrow was going to bring. Nobody knew how to really navigate life or 
what the right decision was, the wrong decision was. I mean, there was a point in our careers where we're sanding doors and painting because we don't have children enrolled. But I think like what I took from the program during that time was there were so many relationships to be built Mm -hmm. and your culture really comes from knowing who you are working with. Like, yes, I'm the top of the food chain, so to say, but to me, these people aren't working for me. They are working with me to achieve a goal. So I I think it comes down to those relationships when it comes to your culture. You know, we have a culture of if your child is at an event, we want you to go. You know, we want you to have those times to be with your family. We want you to be able to say, you know what? I just need I just need a day. I, you know, I need a day to myself and it's actually something that I encourage, you know, Hey guys, take off a random, take off a random Friday or random Monday. Who cares if your kids have school, your husband had work, take that for you. So I think within our culture, we have just created an atmosphere where people feel safe, where they feel like it's okay sometimes to be tired, but they also know I don't have to stay here. I don't have to do it along. And I know how to get out of my slump per se. So for us, that's, that's where I really focus in on culture though. And relationships is it's okay to be in a, in a uh, mood. You can't stay there. I think the conviction that you've brought from a value standpoint is what has like where you you started again with the tactical components of like, okay, let's do gratitude. Let's do this. Let's do one-on-ones. Let's start building relationships. All important, right? We have to know how to do the tactical components. But then as you evolved into your own conviction as a leader, you really branched out and said, okay, how do I make this my own? How do I take our company values and really live it all the way through and have those conversations with the leadership team? So you you've really taken to heart what it means to build a culture of excellence and made it something that you are proud to walk into every day. And that, you know, brings me to my other question here. When we talk about conviction, I think a lot of times people come into the program looking for confidence. And I know that was a conversation you and I had when we, when you first joined, you were like, you know, do I have the confidence? Can I do this? Like there's a lot of confidence-based questions, but as you become a better leader, it shifts from confidence to conviction. And it's no longer about, Am I afraid? Am I not afraid? And one example that always sticks out to me is when you, you know, had a parent who was just, I don't remember exactly, like harassing the kid, like the family, like, and you were just like, you know what, you can't be here anymore. Like, this is not the right school for you. Can you speak to how you've built your conviction overall, not just in that one example, as a leader to make tough calls, to do hard things? Yeah, I think for me, it just got down to really, what do I want my business to look like. And then I think like my conviction is, is like, you're always working on two businesses. And you actually said this a couple of weeks ago, which I mean, this is something we've been working through, but the way you said it a couple of weeks ago really hit me hard. It's you're working on the business you have, but you are also working on the business that you want. And the one that you strive to be that schools of excellence, truly of where, where I want to see Steadfast Academy grow to. And for me, that's where the conviction lies is I can sit here and I can do the day in and the day out and rattle my brain all day. But if I'm not working on that second business, essentially, then I'm not growing. 
So my conviction was, I'm not a hamster. I'm a human. I'm not on a will to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, it's insanity, but we often see that all all the time in, in business and people are afraid. So I think for me, the conviction just lied. If I want to leave a better legacy for my children, or if I even wanted to halfway meet my goal of the legacy I wanted to leave, it did come from me. I had to start making those hard decisions in the beginning, but also I feel like that equipped me to be the role model and the leader for my leadership team to say, it's okay. You can make hard decisions too. They're not always right. I failed in so many of them. But we own it and we do better or we learn from them or we say, hey, that one, you know, that one was great. We we did good. How has the community impacted the quality of your life, the quality of the results in your center? I know you're someone who has taken to heart the community and taken the time to build relationships and comment and engage with other people, um, which takes work, but also has a massive return for, you know, for ourselves. So I'd love to hear how you felt the community impacted you. Yeah. So I'm actually like friends with a lot of people that have either been in the community or still in the community and we all keep in touch. And then it's, if somebody says, Hey, where do I go for this? Like, I always recommend schools of excellence. Like that's just something it, it's definitely something you work for, Mm -hmm. but you also know that you have people that I might not talk to them for three months. I have a question. I shoot it over in a DM and at a drop of the hat, they're going to say, Or the opposite, you know, they're like, hey, what resources did we talk about here? What do you think about me tweaking this? And it's actually been kind of fun. I have friends, I guess. I mean, I guess you call them friends. I mean, we've never personally met each other, but they're friends. They are friends. They are your friends, Andy. And, you know, you have them like in your same state, but then you have friends like, from the North, from the West Coast, from the East Coast. And it's so fun just to get to see like, you know what, even though I'm in this like great state of Texas and it's huge, like either A, there are people going through worse things than me or B, this this is awesome. Like we want to strive to do that at our school. I love that. I love that. I love how you've leveraged that. Let's take a turn a little bit for just like hard metrics here that I'm curious to hear from. When you first started the program, you know, I know you've decreased the amount of hours you're working, but I'm curious how many hours a week you're currently finding yourself working in right now. Um, <laughs> so I, I kind of, you know, I don't want to say I feel guilty for saying this because oh, I don't. don't at all. <laughs> so that would be a lie to say that. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I truly probably work at the business and I'm here often just because my kids go to school. But if I have to say like true work at the business, it's roughly 20, 25 hours a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just had a conversation last night with my director and I said, hey, you have four or five months to get ready. You're going to be flying solo. We're taking a three week vacation to England, you know, (laughs) so that's just one of those things. I'm like, you know, and everybody's like, are you scared? I'm like, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, You know, so really 20 hours, you know, I I went from 40, 45 to 20. I don't work at home ever. Like that, that's a rule of mine. I, once I leave this, this building, call me if you need me, but don't work at home. 
So let's be, I'm so glad you brought up the vacation piece because that brings me to my next question. So when we first joined, I remember you were going with your family somewhere on a trip in December. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do know that, you know, part of some of your big personal dreams was to travel more with the kids and do more of these experiences. And, and over the course of our journey here, you've really created not just like physical space and mental space, but just the financial capacity to actually be able to do that. So I'd love if you can touch on that, because I know, especially in this season, people are really looking at just the entire financial gamut of things of like, can I still do certain things? Can I invest? Can can you speak to how you've created the infrastructure to be able to travel as a family of five? Oh, yeah. Like the return on, yeah, the return on investment has been I mean, amazing. You know, it's one of those things when your culture is right. I mean, you will have bumps in the road, definitely. But when you're not dealing with turnover and your your leadership team can get into the classrooms and up the quality of care that you provide, you bring in parents, which brings in revenue, you know, so as far as like a financial standpoint of this, once you start your calendars, your your CEO days and where you want to see and you actually write something down, it gives you ample time to plan and to save. And yes, it might not be in the cards for your first year. You know, other people might be in a different situation, but writing it on your calendar and committing to what you are going to do and what you are going to say, you will be amazed. And it's not about cutting out the coffee or cutting out the $10 (laughs) drink. I mean, you know, it's not about that. It's really about figuring where your values lie and not only where your values lie, like within your company, but where they lie in your, your home too. And that was something for, for us, like when I sat down and I thought about it, those, that is how we planned our vacations. And that's how we planned time away during the school year. um, One-on-one time with the children is a lot harder, I figured than, you know, summer (laughs) break or this or that. But even like they ask, well, when's my one-on-one day? It's not on the calendar. So my kids ask the same thing. They're always like, where is it on the calendar? I'm like, it's there. So so I'm like, okay, well, we have it, you know, sleepover Saturday. It's okay. Um, So for me, though, when it comes to a financial standpoint, it's truly just about where do your values lie? And pulling out your bank account and saying, does my bank account really align with my values? It's a very good just task to kind of Mm -hmm. dive into. And then you realize like, okay, this really isn't a value of mine, but I'm spending way too much money here. And that's how you create. Our goal was to travel and to do those things. And that's how we did that. I love that. One of the things I talk about all the time, right? You're your um, values are shown to you by your calendar and your bank account. And so when you want to know what you value, you look at those two things. I love that you've taken that so to heart and really looking at how do we make the shifts that we need to so we can do the things that we love, so we can actually do the things that we love. Um, I have two more questions for you. One is on retention. So retention is just such a huge topic of conversation. And so I'd love to hear how you've seen your retention improve over your time inside of the journey. And again, like you said, you know, in the beginning of the call, when you're growing, there should be healthy churn, right? Where certain people are no longer supposed to be part of the business because they've outgrown or you're, you've outpaced, you know, what these people are capable of doing, but how has it overall improved um, in the organization? 
Yeah, overall, I do feel like our retention rate has grown leaps and bounds. Like you're saying, we really started thinking about our A, B, and C team players kind of thing, who we want on our team. And then we truly used our systems to form a plan. Like you have a growth plan. If you can't meet these, then, okay, we, we come in another way to try to help you. And then typically, if you're not meeting those then, it, it's okay that you're not part of our company. That's kind of how we look yeah. at the retention. Yeah. So now with our current staff, they know like, okay, where can I grow? They're asking questions. They're wanting to be better in this time. There are some things that are completely out of your control, but I do go back to the more you value somebody and the more you listen to them and hear them, they will grow your company way more yeah. than what you ever thought it could be. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So I guess my last question is, you know, for people that are thinking about, is this the right investment? Is this the right time? I don't have the time. I have to work on other things. I'm opening up a third location. Let me open up that first. Then I'll look at this option. Like, you know, just all the stuff that hold us back from believing in ourselves and investing in ourselves. What message do you have for them? Um, To me, I think community is everything. So my message to them would be, even though you think. So there's two sides of that. So maybe you think like, oh, I know it all. And I've been in this industry for 20 years and I've done all these things. The good thing about this is with schools of excellence, you've taken new trends and you've built system and tangible items that we can take that maybe, you know, us being older wouldn't have thought to do. So you've Mm -hmm. created those systems where they're, I don't have to reinvent the wheel because the way that I you know, the way that I coached and managed staff even three years ago is completely different than today. And I think, you know, for somebody who's been in the industry a long time, there's just so much change and so many things that they can benefit from. But then you're talking about somebody who, okay, maybe I'm fresh at this. Maybe, you know, I've been in this industry, but I've never been in an owner's role. And that was kind of where I was. You know, I'd been in the industry for a long time, never in an owner's role. And I think just leveraging people who are smarter than you Mm. is the best thing you can do to grow your company. There's no need to work 40, 50 hours a week to grow your company. That's, that's, I mean, honestly, it's just bullshit. We've been told our whole life. Do you want to get far? Do you have to work more hours? And it's not true. Like, it's not true. So that would be anybody who's thinking about Mm -hmm. doing it. If you feel like I can't squeeze something else into my day, you are going to get the opposite. You are going to actually get more time and more freedom because you have systems, because you have a coach, because you have a community to rely on. Mandy, it has been just such a joy getting to know you over this time period and just witnessing your evolution, your growth, the quality of your question, just who you've become as a leader. So thank you for your friendship. Thank you for this conversation. It's been a joy. So thank you for joining us here today. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today in my conversation with Mandy Moore. I hope that 
over the course of this dialogue, you were able to either see yourself in Mandy's story or also be inspired by what Mandy has created and the level of deep intentional work that she has taken upon herself to really bring into her center, the quality of her center, the quality of work that she's putting into her center and really into the world. So if you heard this and you're like, I want this, I'm looking for this, I want this level of accountability, I'm looking to build that level of self-trust, self-confidence, self-conviction in what I do inside my center, then I invite you to please apply to our Owners HQ program or a Directors Inner Circle. The link is in the show notes. You and I will get on a conversation. We'll get on a right fit call to discuss if this is a good fit for you, if this is the right season, if this is the right time to make these leaps inside of yourself and your business. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.